This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows or you can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, probably a couple other streaming platforms. We change them all the time and add more. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, uh, set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, or even to give us suggestions for future shows. My question today to you is this. Are you one of those lucky people who jumps out of bed every weekday morning, fired up to get to work? Maybe you find your work challenging and rewarding. Maybe your coworkers are also like my co-host. They're like, and maybe you just have a great time with them, or maybe you just like having a purpose and routine. Now, if that sounds like you, the idea of early retirement probably isn't on your radar, and that's fine. But if you often have moments when you pause at your desk and think about retirement and more time to travel and more time with the grandkids and more time to finally try all the things you don't have time for right now, well, you may be one of those folks with a keen eye on an early retirement. You know, maybe you're currently in your 50s. You're probably a decade to a decade and a half away from the point at which most people retire. Now, that means leaving your career now would mean you're jumping into early retirement. And it's fun, but it's full of both excitement and risk. During today's show, we're going to highlight and chat about some of the most critical things you should know if you think early retirement may be an option for you. But before that, I want to introduce my co-host who I alluded to before. Tony Shore, who Tony, because he loves what he does, doesn't feel like he ever works a day in his life. So I don't even know if he ever has to retire. <laughs> well, the secret is I, I haven't ever worked a day in my life. Uh, at least that's what I've been told <laughs> by my coworkers <laughs> and my wife. Yeah. 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 And uh, by other people, I won't name names, Matt Brunner, but uh, no, it's, it's an interesting topic you've picked and I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Um, I don't know if I can commit to 50 years, but as long as my voice holds out, I'm going to be recording the show with you each and every week, Matt. So you have that. Well, to let's look do forward it today to. anyway. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Very funny. All right. Well, uh, again, I like the topic. I mean, because even, even though I love my job and I don't consider it work, Everybody out there, even people like me, have at some point or another considered retiring early. Uh, I I mean, the thoughts crossed your mind. Like, I wonder what it would be like to retire. I mean, especially once you hit 50 uh, and get start getting older, you're like, boy, you know, you've probably had a Monday. I've had a Monday where I'm like, I've seriously thought about retiring early. You know what I mean? I do, except 
I believe there is one guy. I think he lives. I think it's Illinois. His name's Peter Grondin. I believe he actually is never considered early retirement. He's the one. He's the one. Okay. Yeah. There's always an exception to the rule. Wow. Nothing's and you happen to know that exception. I like that. Wow. And just you're Met naming him, him by name. Met him once at an airport. Yeah. No. Well, my my grandfather never really retired. He passed away at 101. Um, and uh, but he might have thought of it one day, right? He probably thought of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times where he slowed down and couldn't do what he used to do, but he tried to at least be involved in some way or another. So he had that going for him. But you're right. I mean, I think it's easy for people to say, "Hey, I've got enough saved up for retirement. Well, you know, what else do I need to know? That's all I need to do. And if I have enough money, I can retire, right?" But I'm guessing from your comments and on past shows as well, uh, you're going to throw us uh, a few curveballs in people's plans, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's put this way. Let's put this up front. Uh, I'm not going to try and talk anyone out of an early, early retirement, nor am I going to try and talk anyone into one. Like many other parts of building a financial strategy, early retirement is a good move for some people, and it's an unwise move for others. So there's an AARP article: ten things no one tells you about early retirement. That's some pretty useful information. Articles available at aarp.org. Uh, this this concept is like most things we talk about, Tony. There is no, it, it you know, perfect situation. There's no silver bullet. It's is it right for you? Does it work for you? Right. And so it comes down to planning first. We're I'm going to get that out of the way. Um, but let's talk about some of the things in the article and how it relates to why it might be a good idea or might not be a good idea for you. A lot of us, like we've talked about, dream of retiring, at least from time to time. But just 11% of current workers who are younger than 60 actually plan to retire early. Now, it'll be interesting if a year or two from now, a new batch of statistics tells us that 11% numbers dropped even lower because maybe ongoing bout of inflation. Hopefully that changes, right? But there's another big thing. Medicare, which at the moment provides health care coverage for more than 61 million Americans, doesn't begin until age 65 for a lot of people. So that means, for pretty much all people, but that means if you leave the workforce prior to turning 65, you'll have to find a healthcare bridge that takes you to Medicare from where you're at currently. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you don't need to be a financial wizard to know that healthcare is expensive. We've talked a lot about it on past shows, and especially as we get older, it becomes more and more expensive, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You don't even need... you can do it with just either a robe or a beard to know that you don't need to actually have the wizarding skills. Um, but you're in nothing. You didn't even play the crickets for that bad joke. Tony, I feel like I'm <laughs> slipping. I, I just left silence. Yeah. Uh, I not didn't even I, cricket. I didn't even have my little late, there it but is. yeah, there it, there it is. Just, all right. Just for fun. But, all right. So health insurance premiums can't rise higher than 8.3 of your household income. According to current law, mm-hmm. uh, you're still likely going to cringe when you see some of the prices. So, if your household income is fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand—that's not, you know, you're not driving a Bugatti or anything, right? <laughs> right. A, a mid-level silver plan will cost you around three hundred and fifty dollars a month, or just more than four four thousand dollars a year. And unfortunately, for some people, a mid-level plan isn't going to provide everything they need. Yeah. The more coverage you need, the more it's going to cost you. Yeah. And, um, you know, so if you're kicking around the idea of retiring early, then 
you definitely need to be working with somebody like yourself, a financial professional, to make sure you have a good strategy in place for all your healthcare needs. Some people think, well, when I hit 65, I'm covered. But even then, you still need a plan and a strategy. But if you're going to retire early, that means you're going to have a number of years where you've got to cover it yourself. And that can yeah. be very expensive. I mean, additional co- years, Cobra. right? Because we know we're covering it ourselves out in the future. Right. But now you're adding a whole other block of time. Yeah. So yeah. without a plan in place, you're, it's the likelihood of being able to cross that desert gets slimmer and slimmer. Yeah. Um, you know, and here's another problem. Retiring early means you might end up tapping into your nest egg too soon. That can have negative consequences, right? We, like we just said, you're going to have to be writing your own checks at some point. If you get into that too early, if you leave your job before you turn 59 and a half, you're going to be staring at the 10% early withdrawal penalties from certain tax deferred accounts. You know, your 401ks, traditional IRAs, you may be able to take some steps that allow you to take IRA money before you turn 59 and a half, but not closely adhering to all the rules for doing that could mean you end up getting hit with large penalties. So if you don't have a Roth IRA that's funded with after-tax money, you'll need to be prepared to hand the government a percentage of the amount you would draw from your traditional account. Yeah. Now, if you take $20,000 out of your IRA before you turn 59 and a half and you're in the 15% federal income tax bracket, you'll be looking at $5,000 in taxes and penalties. So if you push that out a little further, that means your $20,000 withdrawal means you'll actually only have $15,000. Yeah, there's the real crickets. Oh, wait, I'm only supposed to use that when you make a bad joke. Yeah, that that's, was that's not, not a bad joke. That's reality. <laughs> That's the wah wah. <laughs> the, sad the, the sad trombone. The sad trombone. Okay, yeah, we got that too. All right, all right. So, Bridget Downer has entered the building. <laughs> so potentially losing five grand. Uh, that's what the sad trumpet was for. Uh, when you make that kind of withdrawal, is enough to convince people. I would hope not to do it. And speaking personally, having a comprehensive pre-Medicare health plan and being certain that you have enough cash to avoid dipping into your tax-deferred retirement accounts. Those are all, again, great reasons to have a plan in place, right? And uh, yeah. work with somebody like yourself. Work with somebody like myself. If, if you have an advisor, make sure they are working with a CFP or you are as well. So yes. that they're making sure that your portfolio is feeding your plan properly, right? If, if you have someone who just takes care of your portfolio, but it's not the food for your plan, it's probably not working the best way it can. Right. Make sure that plan's in place and you can back into the, a lot of that other stuff. Uh, next, next thing I want to talk about from this same article. Uh, if you retire early, you might be giving up some potential on the uh, upside of compounding interest. Ooh, right? compounding yeah, we, interest is awesome. And you don't yeah, want to give up any of that. Right. It's our eighth wonder of the world. When it comes yes. to saving the money you need for retirement, time itself is potentially your best friend. Let's think of some numbers here. So while you're between ages 25 and 55, if you save $250 a month, which is $3,000 a year, you'll have in the ballpark of $237,000 when you officially retire, presuming you don't make withdrawals and you earn an average of around 6% a year on your investment. So you're not full bore total risk. You're not super conservative. That's a great return on your $90,000. Sure. 
But what happens to those numbers if a person retires at a more traditional age? Okay, uh, if you retired when you were 65 instead of 55, you're providing yourself another decade of compounding interest and savings. It, 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 your 250 month will provide you with around $464,000, almost double what it would have been wow. when you were 55. Because the extra 10 years of savings, that's 30,000, and then the interest you'll earn from that compounding interest, not only on your principal, but on the interest you'll see on the interest that's already accumulated, right? So it just keeps compounding. Yeah, interest on your interest. That's what compounding mm -hmm. interest is. And whenever I hear numbers like you just provided, I'm a little stunned at just how important it can really be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's no, we've been calling this the eighth wonder of the world for a long time. I mean, I think we might have said it on our first or second show. Yeah, right? I mean, you're the first it's, one to say that, I think. No, no, but yeah. I was the most. And then recent Ben Franklin, right I think, now. stole it from you. Yeah, if you look on the internet, I'm pretty sure he took it off my Facebook page. The uh, no, but so next part of early retirement, some people don't always consider, is that you may may very well have a long life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So AARP, uh, a woman who turns 55 when she retires. She'll need her savings to last about 29 years on average. Compare that to roughly the 20 and a half years she'll need from her savings if she retired at 65. There's a lot of extra checks you got to write to yourself. Man who leaves the workforce at 55, he needs his savings to last just a hair over 25 years as opposed to roughly 18 years he'll need if he retired at 65. But here's the really crazy stat when you look at those two numbers when we're talking about 55, 65. If a couple makes it to age 65, there's now a 25% chance that one of the spouses will live to age 98. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, 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 a even bigger percentage of a chance that one or both will need long-term care at some point, which again, mm -hmm. will take more money. So yeah, that's, that's a huge stat right there. And a longer life means you need plenty of money. Yep. And just as you may live longer than you expect, you're also likely to spend more money in retirement than you anticipated. So a lot of financial pros tell their clients to expect spending about 80% as much in retirement as they did when they were still working. These are rules of thumb. I don't see it that way. I see it differently. It's, I know it's an average, but I'll tell you in your first years, I think it's way more. Maybe you can average at 80 over the course of your retirement, but you know, you think about it this way. A lot of the expenses that come with your job, gas every day to and from work that goes away when you retire, your train pass, whatever those might be, Uber rides. But that 80% number, uh, some other nuances you should factor in those first months of retirement, in those first couple of years, new retirees, they spend quite a bit on things like travel, home repairs, upgrades, relocation expenses, different cars, settling, you know, their new hobbies, all new stuff for their hobbies. Uh, a, a lot of those expenses will shrink, if not vanish later in retirement. But, but before that point, they can take a bite out of your savings. And it's kind of like when we're always talking about those sequence of returns. If that's during a downtime and you're spending that extra money without earning extra money, you're really taking a kick to the longevity of your plan. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good either. And, you know, you mentioned home projects just now, and that's a reminder that, hey, if you're considering early retirement, you may have to plan uh, more for your retirement housing or look at that at least and figure out what you're going to do. 
Oh, absolutely. Heading into retirement without the burden of a mortgage is a priority for a lot of people, though making it happen can often be challenging. 44% of retired homeowners between 60 and 70 still have a mortgage, according to that AARP article and according to pretty much observations in life. But don't forget that even if you begin retirement without a mortgage, the costs that come with home ownership don't go away. So there's one piece of advice. Homeowners to save 1% of their home's purchase price each year to handle the expenses that come with replacements and repairs. So more specifically, that would mean saving 35 annually on a house, the $350,000 purchase price. Wow. So crafting a financial strategy for your home, whether that is paying off the mortgage before you retire or maybe shifting gears to a smaller and less expensive home after you retire, uh, that's another solid reason to work with somebody like yourself to make that part of the plan. Housing costs and where you're going to live has to be part of the overall plan before you get to retirement, right? Oh, yeah. If that's not a line item on your expenses in your financial plan, you haven't gone deep enough. Home upkeep. Yeah. You know, repairs and, and stuff like that. If that's not a line item, you're not deep enough into your plan. Uh, another thing is when we talk about some of this, uh, increase some of those other expenses, finding extra income after you've retired, that can be easier said than done. I think, I think right now, perhaps we might be in a better market for that. There's a lot of people who've changed how they want to work and employers are still looking for certain things that people maybe don't want to do that they were doing because life's become very comfortable and not everybody wants to put in the extra, uh, put in the extra effort. And the people who are at that age have been used to doing that their whole lives. So it might be a better time for that. But 74% of workers note they plan to keep earning a paycheck after they retire. But 27% of retirees reported that they were able to keep a paycheck coming after they were retired, according to that AARP article. For a lot of retirees, not finding a part-time job often comes down, well, it can be an inability to commit to the sometimes rigid schedules that a lot of employers still require. Maybe others are unable to land a part-time gig because of family commitments or travel plans that are part of their retirement plan. In the end, wise course of action for people, work with a certified financial planner, work strongly with them and your advisor, hopefully they're on the same team, and they, if not, they should be. Get them, all, get them together. Build a strategy that prioritizes creating enough retirement income to make working part-time unnecessary. Then anything that you do do it, that's, that's just gravy. It's gravy on the pie, uh, what, as wait. my weird friend says, Tony. Gravy on the Not pie? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, you have, have other, you have other weird friends. Yes, I'm not the friend. only weird one. Okay, good, good. Uh, you would you would have said that's extra cheese on the pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So you know, we're looking into some of these essential things that people who are contemplating early retirement should know and should think about before they make any final chance choices, obviously, have a financial strategy, a healthcare strategy. Uh, what do you have for us next? Uh, those considering early retirement should be fully aware. They're going to have a lot more free time after they stop working. We talked yeah. about this and yeah. uh, right on the surface, this sounds awesome, but it comes with hurdles heading into the office each morning. It likely ate up at least 40 hours of your weekly calendar for decades, plus like travel time, right? But when you retire, you're suddenly faced with filling all that time. So sure, some extra games of pickleball, catching up on um, all those classic films you always wanted to watch, 
read a couple books, taking a few road trips, probably make you wonder why you waited as long as you did to retire. But eventually that newness wears off. And if one of the reasons you're pondering early retirement is because you want to spend more time with your grandkids, don't forget, they'll soon be not just in school, but then they'll be in high school and they'll be playing sports or they're going to be in the drama club or whatever. And while you might get to go to a game or catch the play, all that practice takes up some of that time you're going to be spending. And then they're going to go on to college. I was just talking to this, to a client about this yesterday. The amount of time you get to spend with your grandkids just seems to contract every year as they, you know, as they get older, same as they did with your own kids. So, uh, listen, I'm not trying to talk you out of early retirement. I'm not trying to talk you out of planning on spending time with your grandkids. I only want to make it clear that a big part of retirement planning is financial, but part of the planning process must also consider that emotional and social aspect of your needs as well. Yes. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a reason to get up every day, right? And if you don't have that purpose or drive in retirement, a reason to get up every single day, like you did when you're working, you're not going to last long in retirement. I mean, every study shows that. Um, all the scientific, the medical studies, people live longer if they have a purpose in retirement and they're happier, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And by having a purpose, it doesn't mean binge watching, you know, 50 shows and reading 50 (laughs) books and golfing 50 games. That's all great. And you'll have more time for those things, but that's not your purpose to get up every day necessarily. Right. So, yeah, I I agree. Absolutely. Also remember when you're working with your planner, your advisor, you should share a full picture of the travel, the hobbies, the other activities you want to pursue in retirement. They can help. They're going to build those factors right into the plan, into your spending plan, into your savings plan, into your income plan. So you have this, the goal of having the money that you're going to need to enjoy them. And I can tell you from experience that a client who is genuinely enjoying retirement, it's a client that's more likely to come into the office, to have those meetings that puts all those dreams, goals, needs on the table so that they know that they can stick to their strategy and enjoy their retired life. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I know you've uh, mentioned social isolation. Tell us more about <sighs> planning for the possibility of social yeah, social isolation in retirement, because I think that's something people overlook, but experience when they retire, right? Yeah. If COVID taught us nothing else, yeah. the devastating effects yeah. of social iso- yeah. isolation. True. And now think if you're 55 or 56, there's a decent ch- chance your spouse, or if not your spouse, if they jump off this cliff with you and you want to build your wings on the way down, you might find a lot of your friends still have at least a handful of years left at their job. So that means without a strategy, you could end up spending your weekdays sitting in the basement watching reruns of the Golden Girls. You know, who wants that? Uh, If you retire a bit earlier than most folks, maybe many of the new friendships you build through new hobbies or volunteering, that might, they might be with people who are quite a bit older than you. That may not be much of a problem for you. Hopefully not, but it's something you should think about. You may not have as much in common except that one piece that you're looking at. You may not have the time with your friends at at the very least that you thought you would. Sure. Yeah. And it's something to think about. And, you know, you asked a question there, you know, how many people just want to sit around watching Golden Girls? My hand went up. I'm just, I'll admit. Sure. You're like that guy in Illinois who never thought of retiring. (laughs) There's always one. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and <laughs> though to your point, you know, if you retire while well, your spouse still has several years to go in their career, uh, that could be a real challenge for couples, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. So think about this: the other one retires, the other one's still working. When both spouses are eventually retired, it's a totally new lifestyle. You know, if one of you was working outside of the home, that means you're at a break from each other throughout the week. Kind of do your own thing. During retirement, though, now you're together at it every day. The person who is home, they've created that whole new schedule. You're in the middle of that. There's some tension around that. Uh, you might be wise to find a hobby or activity that doesn't include the spouse, especially at that point. I'm not that I'm not trying to imply that the secret to a happy marriage is to spend as much time away from each other as you can, but some occasional me time, especially in that situation, uh, it's probably healthy and it's probably a very effective way to get through some of that. You're in my space time app when you do that kind of staggered retirement. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because my mom, and I know I've probably said this on the show once or twice, but I, uh, it's exactly what you're talking about as far as spending too much time with each other at my parents. I think it was their 55th wedding anniversary or 50th wedding anniversary. I had a big, you know, party, family, relatives, friends, and you know, they asked, uh, you know, how did you do it? How have you stayed together for so long? And my mom just replied, he was gone a lot. <laughs> Just straight face. Everybody died laughing. <laughs> How have you stayed together so long? He was gone a lot. Yeah, My poor dad. <laughs> I'll so tell funny. you, if, if you, as a couple, if you retire early, it could be isolating. Yeah. If one person in the couple retires early, you, it can. it's a life changer. It's just you. Right. You don't even have your spouse there. And again, that it's just things you need to think about and consider. So that you're filling some of your time instead of just waiting for that person to get home. You know, sometimes people like take a few breaths on their own when they get home from work. Right. If you're right in their face, right? right oh, there. yeah. Or they come home from work and they're right in your space that you were doing something yep. with because they weren't around. So just things to consider. Again, not trying to talk you in or out of this. Um, listen, an open, thorough, honest chat from the same side of the table with your financial team. Before you make any final decisions about retirement, it's a critical move. Yeah. Ask whether, you know, can you genuinely afford to stop working soon? This is the, you know, this is where the fact that having that team is there to tell you the truth, not just want you, what you want to hear is so important. After that, talk about whether you're going to need a part-time job, get that lined up before you leave, how you'll address your healthcare costs, uh, what you'll do to fill up all your new free time how your personal vision for retirement meshes with your spouse's vision. Uh, have those discussions, have the tough ones, have them with those people around. It's a lot easier. There's much less fighting. People will hear each other much clearer. And the people that are there to help craft those strategies will take those words and help you build the plan to, so you can have that life that you want in the future. You'll know if this is the right move for you or if you have to wait a little longer. Well, that's great. And you covered all those uh, topics about early retirement very well. This has Thanks, been a, Tony. Yeah, this has been a great show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Well, if you want help with this process, give us a call. 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. This is what we do for people. We put these plans in place. We make sure that all the financial pieces of their puzzle, you know, they're not missing any. It, 
what what we do is we sit down and we look at the cover of the box, right? And then all those pieces of the puzzle are sitting on the table. We just start to organize them. Then we get them all together and make sure that that puzzle's finished. Uh, and knowing that's there, I cannot tell you the relief that gives people the burden it takes off their shoulders walking through that door into retirement. Yeah. That's huge. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.